This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Nervous? Yes. First time. No, I've been nervous lots of times. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's The Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and today we're looking at technology, your wallet, and staying out of debt with certified financial coach, Erica Young. Plus, we've got the original grump, OG. And finally, you saw him host the Grammys last weekend. It's Trevor. Oh, never mind. It's just Doc G. Although, I think you'd make a great Grammy host, Doc. But that's not all. Halfway through the show, I'll share my operating trivia question. And now a guy who you can call anytime, day or night, to get the best personal finance advice around. Heck, I'll even sell you his number. It's Joe Salcihai. Oh, God, no. How much are you charging for that? Like 50 cents, dude. I just want to see you. <laughs> no. I just want to see you awake all night. I was say, calls. We got to put an asterisk after that, Doug, and like uh, after 5 p.m., it's it's triple timer, so I don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Part Time for the Win Podcast. I'm Joe Salcihai. Average Show Money on Twitter, X, whatever you might call it. Welcome to another episode of the Stacky Benjamin Show, brought to you on Fridays by State Farm. State Farm agents are small business owners, too, so they know how to help you choose personalized policies that fit your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. We're not just going to talk to our local agent. We're going to talk to the people at this roundtable, because, man, do we got a great one on this episode. So sit back, relax. You found us ready to start your weekend with a guy across the card table fixing his hair. Mr. Oh, OG is here. How are you, man? I love it. I'm going with the messy bun today. Yeah, it looks so both hairs are out of place. Is that a bun? It's just, have, is, is there a bun? He's got a man bun I'm back like, there. I don't know. I have 7,000 times more hair than you. So seven bajillion times than the three of you. Yeah, all Eric together, actually. Me, yes, wow, all together. I am... Yes, I'm by myself over here with all this hair today. <laughs> Jeez, we all have hair envy. You went with messy bun too. Okay. We'll introduce Erica in a second, but if I seem a little off my game today, it's because I'm surrounded with people from that horrible town of Ann Arbor that have experience either with Ann Arbor or they have Ann Arbor sympathies, neighbor Doug, lots of sympathies for that awful town. Or it's but, in uh, their blood. Another... Another guy who was in Ann Arbor, Michigan for uh, whatever number of years it took, Doc G from Earn and Invest is here. How are you, man? I am good. And I have not been back to Ann Arbor in so long. I'm like, I'm the worst University of Michigan grad. I don't watch sports. I don't pay attention to anything, but I did love going there. We can have Zingerman shipped to your house. We can get you a little taste of Ann Arbor. Ship you a Reuben. So Zingerman's, I definitely remember. A Reuben at Zingerman's only cost about 45 bucks. Yeah. So to have it shipped to your house, what's that? Do you have to refinance something? <laughs> but it, it is delicious. It's, it and, you can, and you can eat it for three days. It's <laughs> easy to, to justify and amortize that cost. 
of the Zingerman sandwich because it's massive. It's massive. Not a big U of M fan, but uh, Zingerman's, if you want to sponsor the show, I'd be very happy if we could just take payment in uh, sandwiches. Mm. And joining us, she also went to the University of Michigan. Oh, my goodness. If I would have known this ahead of time, she wouldn't have made it. But <laughs> the co-host of the For Better Worth podcast, Erica Young, is here. Woohoo! Good to be here. And so glad I'm in great Michigan company today. Well, we've all spent time in the state of Michigan. Some of us were in the better town. But Erica, you and your husband have been married for 25 years. And as young as you are, I have no idea what age you got married at. But what's funny is you and Chris say you actually still like each other. What's that all about? You know, I don't know who told you that lie, but uh, I will be here to tell you that. Yeah, we're hanging on. We're hanging on. No. <laughs> no, he's a good dude. I think I'll keep him. I, You know, they say it's cheaper to keep her. I actually think it's cheaper to keep him. So, you know, that's where we are. And I think that's why I like him. <laughs> well, I told you ahead of time, we got to have Chris uh, here next time. We got we got clearly the better half here to start off. That's right. Uh, y- yes. But tell everybody about For Better Worth, because you guys have some pretty deep into bit conversations about a pretty wide range of topics. Yes. Yes. I've been a financial coach for a long time. And I think that in the last couple of years, I've been dragging my husband to FinCon and he got all excited and was like, Hey, you know what? We could do this. We could do a podcast together. And I needed him because there was no way I was doing the back end and all the producing and all that. And I was like, yeah, let's go. So we, we do, we talk about money conversations that couples don't want to have. So we, literally get in people's business and we talk about our own business and our money past to help, you know, make the conversation just a bit easier so people can last the test of time, whether they like their spouse or not. We just want to make sure the money works. How about that? <laughs> yeah. You, you had an episode called getting naked and I got to tell you that went a different direction than I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> pay-per-view? What? How did that go? What were you hoping for? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. Look at the time. Wow. <laughs> well, but that's all about like just, you know, making sure you get naked with your money. You're you're stripping down all of the things that keep you in terms of barriers from your partner. So Joe kept yeah. on trying to find the video podcast, but he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> there was no video. <laughs> oh, taking the Excel spreadsheet and yeah, massaging the numbers. It's so sexy. It's yes, so sexy. Very sexy. As my co-author of Stack said. She's a freak in the spreadsheets, right? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. We got Erica here. We got Doc G. We got Neighbor Doug. We got OG. We are talking about something you might not think is a financial topic. The Apple Vision Pro just came out. What do we think? What's our review? Well, we're going to dive in here in just a second. But first, Erica, do you know the rules of being on the Stacky Benjamin Show? Lord have mercy. There are rules over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think the first rule probably is? Have fun. It better be. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, have fun was nice, but that was actually the first rule right there. Do you know what the second rule is, Erica? What is it? And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Well, don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment's the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money's breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money in the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. So important. Those are the rules right there. 
Perfect. <laughs> awesome. And now we're ready to get moving. All right. Our piece today comes to us from the tech site, The Verve, and it is all about this new greatness in tech land called the Apple Vision Pro. Doc G, you have a little bit of background here. This thing's been out for just, what, two weeks? And you already have seen one in the wild. So my son has been talking about this for like a year and was on the wait list and had his appointment and went and picked it up right when it was first available and called me a few hours later with the Apple Vision Pro on, and I could see his little avatar. It used AI to make a face to look like him because he was wearing it, but then I could see him because we were doing FaceTime, and it was, he loves it. He, he completely loves it. I don't know. looks like an expensive toy to me. Well, we'll get into that in a second. I don't know. Man, looking at all the things that it does, I remember that commercial too. Erica, when did you first hear of the Apple Vision Pro? Really recently. I am very familiar with um, VR, but... Uh... You know, not that one, not AR. You've played around with some VR before, it sounded like. I have, and it is fun. I enjoy it. It's weird, but it's fun. And it, it blows your mind when you're wearing something on your head and you're like, and it feel like you're in a totally different place. Did you break anything in the living room? No, but I almost fell <laughs> a oh. couple of times. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally believe it. I, I told that story on the show, I don't know, sometime in the last year or so, but Erica, I was playing ping pong with my son on his Vision, uh, no, Meta Quest. I was so into it, and I forgot where I was that when I lost a point, I leaned out to rest my hands on the ping pong table and went right on my face. There you go, see? Because it just, your, your brain is so easily fooled that, and the graphics aren't even that good, but you're just so into it. And I was like exasperated and I went to lean forward and I felt pain. Oh, gee, how many of these things have, have these, these Apple versions have your kids already broken? They've been out, what, a <laughs> yeah. week? So there's, there's got to be a few on the floor. Uh, we, we thankfully have avoided the curse of being early adopters. We talked about that at the dinner table the other day. We're like, we're not at this part of the curve, the bottom, the early adopter. We're kind of like late stage adopters after the price gets cut in half twice and they work all the kinks out. But I, my favorite um, VR story was the one the same thing, the Facebook one, whatever it's called. And they have a game where you go up an elevator and you have to walk out a plank to get it. To, and, and everybody who does it is all like, whoa, whoa, you know, and you're like literally on the carpet, but it feels like you're on this four inch beam perched high above the city. And if you fall, you literally fall and people scream and get freaked out. And I saw a video the other day of a guy with his Apple vision on in his uh, self-driving Tesla and he was he was doing this like while oh. he was driving, like he was playing a game while his Tesla was driving. And then the next scene was he was looking at the police officer who had pulled him over because he had the and he still had him on as he was like That's looking crazy. at the cop. I saw a TikTok video of a guy walking across the street with him on and he is poking and pulling at things as he's crossing the street. He seemed like a person that you will see on the street, sadly, that has some other challenges. But his challenge was he was mixing reality with all these screens. And by the way, this piece does a good job of talking about this. What the Apple Vision Pro is, it is a new headset. But Doc G, to your point, this is not virtual reality. This is uh, augmented reality. Can you tell us the difference between the two? Well, so augmented reality is the idea that you're actually, in this case, using your own eyes to see reality, but that the tech is augmenting you. And so there's this big question because... With these goggles, you look like you're seeing through your own eyes, but actually it's recording and making a video of it and then sending it to you. So you're not really seeing exactly real time. You're seeing a representation made by the goggles themselves. And I think that's a big difference between augmented reality and virtual reality. In virtual reality, everything is fake. Augmented reality, you're supposed to, it's supposed to augment your real senses. So there's a big argument here of whether this is truly augmented reality or not, because although what you are seeing when you have the goggles on looks like you're just looking through a clear screen, actually it's videoing what's on the outside and reflecting it into you on the inside. And so it's, you know, you could argue depending on, on where you fall on this, but they're calling it augmented reality, but purists might say it's still virtual reality. But it's very close. I mean, it's very, it, it, yeah. it, ba even based on what you just said, it could very well yeah, be the same the thing. The user experience, it sounds like 
is very much feels like augmented reality. So you see what's in front of you, even though it's actually a video being played, but you don't know the difference. And then you can, for instance, put a timer over the stove on your pot that's cooking. And so the augmented part is that little timer comes into your visual field that's not out there in the world. That's the augmented part. But you seeing the stove is supposed to be real, depending on if you're augmented reality versus virtual reality. Yeah. And you can also have the menu up in front of you or the recipe up in front of you, right? I mean, that's not in real life. You yeah, can have really timer. Cool. You can have, yeah, uh, all that and stuff. The timer over the boiling water goes off. You reach for it and singe your hand. <laughs> and now you're in the virtual hospital. Well, we're not all dug <laughs> where we're leaning on the virtual pool table. Some of us might be able to tell the difference. Erica, the reason I wanted to talk about this, believe it or not, was because you were here because you do financial coaching with people. And the big thing about this, this is the hot, hot, new, new thing that I know there's a certain number of our stackers that are like, I got to get this like Doc G's son. This is a $3,500 thing. So first of all, let's talk about this price tag, Erica, being an early adopter. If I'm if you're counseling people on how to afford this or whether they should afford it, where do you put this in the budget and how? Oh, that's a good question, man, because honestly, we will make room for whatever it is that we want. That's the honest truth. Parents will make room for it if they think it's really important for their kids. And a lot of people are putting stuff on credit in order to make it happen because they want to be in the in crowd. They want to be the ones, you know, to have all of the latest and greatest. And that's that's the challenge we we risk here is with our dollars is that we're when you it's just like buying a new car. It honestly is because it will go down in price at some point. It's just being having the latest and greatest, the new car or the new AR smell, if you will, and uh, <laughs> being on the front end of it. And it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. I say go in with someone else and let's just play with this thing together. Oh, but let's not, you know. Cut the price in half immediately. That's right. That's right. You know, just go in with a friend and y'all just share it. And we're back to naked finance again. <laughs> I don't well I don't want to put you know any stank on somebody's goal if somebody really wants this 3500 yeah. bucks but what do you think about these things I saw literally right next to this an ad for I don't remember which one it was but I think it might have been Klarna one of these get the thing now and it's going to be 0% Erica that doesn't ever anywhere anywhere bad Oh my gosh, I promise the amount of people that I have talked to who have this on their list of to pays, the things that they end up paying for. I mean, honestly, it'll take them a long time. Their payments are not that much. I mean, you can get stuff for $40, $80 a month and to pay off $3,500. Come on now. It's going to take a while. Interest. And people think it's not going to end up on their credit if they don't pay, but over time, somebody's going to be looking, even if they send that to a creditor or a collection, you are going to end up having to pay this and it potentially will end up at some point on your credit. People don't see it that way. They're like, oh, it's, it's, they're not going to check my credit, honey. At some point, somebody will. Yeah. Oh, gee, you look at this 3,500 bucks. Where, where do you come down on having the hot new, new thing and spending that much money? Well, I think from a financial planning standpoint, ultimately, if if you're on track for your goals and everybody's fed and clothed and housed and that you're responsible for and you want to spend thirty five hundred bucks on on a new piece of technology, have at it. Like tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Why not? I don't personally think that it's a fantastic use of money, but People would say the same thing about me getting a case of wine at Christmas time. Like, well, that's stupid. You could just go to Costco and get it for 20 bucks. It's like, well, I like what I like. So I think where people get in trouble is in the example that you guys were just talking about. It's like I'm foregoing something that is super important, either in the short term, like making sure my cash flow is good or my credit's good or, you know, I got my emergency fund or foregoing something long term. Like I'm not going to save in my 401k this year so that I can buy this toy versus, you know, going, I earned it. And that's really like the biggest struggle for people that, you know, as they continue to grow in their careers and continue to have a good things happen to them on the heels of a lot of struggle, right? So you think about like student loan debt, or you think about like, I just got out of college or I was a medical resident for three years or five years or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, I earned the new Mercedes. I earned, I just got out of debt. I earned this vacation. And we use that as a, as a crutch. And what ends up happening is we end up going back to the same thing that we just got out of. It's like, it's like this 
glutton for punishment. We love we love the chaos and the stress of of having to deal with this problem and can't imagine the other side of it. So right at the tipping point of like getting on the other side of debt free, I'm going to go buy a new car, you know, yeah. or because that's the that's the life that we know. And so I think if that's where you are, then it's a terrible use of money. But if you're saving, your goals are all met, your kids are all fed, the roof's over your head, everything's fine. Have at it, man. Let me know how it is. And I'll come over to your house and try it out. There you go. If my kids wanted something like that, I think the default that I would probably go to is pay for half, honey. I mean, put some skin in the game. Let me see how bad you really want it. And for those children who are looking to work and all of that kind of stuff, I mean, honestly, that is that's what we did with our kids when they bought cars and it's a big enough purchase. I want to know. I mean, are you going to are you going to earn some of this because it's a pretty big deal. And so, I think even I think the struggle sometimes with parents is paying for everything because they can versus finding some type of lesson. I know my kids kind of hate that coming up a little bit when we always had a lesson in it, but I think it's valuable. Eventually they'll figure out that, you know, there's a cost to something. But it's really cool because the fact that you did that then means Erica when they actually come up with half of that price, which is still a monster number for a kid in high school, let's say. Now they're probably going to take care of it more, number one. Number two is I think they're going to enjoy it more because it doesn't feel like found money. Did you find that to be the case? Absolutely. I mean, they would, you know, make sure that they had a nice, clean car. We didn't have a bunch of trash in their cars. You know, they took care of it. And my young, neither one of them have been in car accidents. You know, (laughs) not that they didn't hit the house or something, but I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just, you know, the garage, you know, was a little close. Who would drive a car through the garage? Like, who would possibly do something like that? We've lost the rear view mirror, you know, a side mirror, you know, that has. You don't know how real this is, Erica, because my son. A year ago, drove our my car through our garage wall into our house and ended up with about forty thousand dollars worth of damage. I thought that's what she was car. referring to. Wow! I, I, know. I, was like, I don't think wow, she was. She I think homework. she was just talking to that. But then on the anniversary, <laughs> the one year anniversary of that happening, he wrecked his car driving wow. to school. So we just had this big long. You're talking about lessons. We just went through this big long thing with him on. There, the free one is over. You're on the hook now for some of it. And, and here's the change of how much the insurance, this is what we know the insurance changes. Wait until they settle the claim with the person you hit. Then, you know, I, I paid the first 1800 bucks a year. You're paying the number above that, you, you know, and then we split the car and he got his new car on Monday and he's like, I don't want to drive it to school on Tuesday. I want you to come drive with me on Tuesday first around for a while. And then I'll drive it on Wednesday. And yeah. and I think I'm hoping that he's like trying to just remember, like, there are no, there are no days off with driving, you know, yeah. like it's a, it's a hard lesson because there's certainly not a third car in his future anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> they got to learn. Speak, speaking of, <laughs> oh, oh boy, <laughs> should I bother answering the call? You kept the ringer on just in case it is maybe a kid emergency. You know, it's funny that uh, as we record this, I'm prepping for an interview I'm doing tomorrow for John Lanza's amazing Art of the Allowance podcast, where he talks about kids and money. And Erica, I love this idea of making it a money lesson. Another thing I like, just to add on to that, is setting my calendar back. My kids are 28 now, so my twins. But I would set my calendar for three weeks later and say, was it worth it? Because within three weeks, they'll know if that money was worth it or not. And I love circling back and going, you spent all this money on this thing. What do you think now three weeks later? Like reevaluate the purpose afterwards. It's funny, Doc G, there was something else though that OG said that I really liked, which was this dangerous thing that we earned it. We deserve it. And I remember our friend Buffy Purcell, when she joined us, Buffy said, the three most dangerous words a broke person could say is, I deserve it. That's it. Yeah. And, and, you know, the the truth of the matter is, I don't think that actually quenches your sense of not having enough or not getting what you want. So if you say, I deserve it because I work so hard or I went through residency in medical school or whatever the reason you make up that you deserve it, buying that thing isn't going to change your sense of feeling like you want more. And so because we tend to habituate, right, this idea of hedonic adaption, we tend to buy things and you tend to fall back to a happiness baseline. And so if you are, if that's really how you're feeling, it's only going to be a short period of time where you're all of a sudden feeling like you're deserving it again. Like, I don't think it's going to actually solve the issue of spending lots of money on this one thing because you deserve it. I was reading this thing about uh, fitness and fitness goals. 
And one of the things that causes, you know, when we talk about like having goals, you, you say like, well, I want to share it with everybody and accountability and that sort of thing. But they're finding, especially around fitness goals, that if you talk about it a lot, you get the dopamine release of like hitting the goal without actually having to do it. yet. <laughs> and so you're like, you're like, yeah, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing this big exercise program. I'm working out four times a week. I'm, I'm eating healthy. And, so, and then you don't actually, because you say it with so much energy, your body's going, oh, that's great. We're doing all this stuff already. And then you don't do it. And it's the same thing like you're talking about here about the I earned it type of thing or I deserve it is you get the same dopamine release by putting it in the Amazon shopping cart and not hitting purchase versus yeah. putting in the Amazon shopping cart and hitting purchase. I can't tell you how many times I've done this trick to myself. I do the shopping cart thing, right? Put it in the shopping cart, close the page, go do something different. And I'll come back to Amazon go, oh, I need shaving cream or something. And I'll go, oh, look at all the stuff in my Amazon cart. And I go, well, I didn't really need that. Didn't really need that. Didn't really need that. Like, it's stuff you forget about. Uh, sometimes you just have to play games with yourself. I do that all the time, OG, for real. It saves me money. I promise yeah. the amount of shopping that I do but don't do is astronomical because I love to sleep on it. And then I'll forget about it because, you know, Plus I'm you not get discounts. Those cookies, they'll send you go, hey, did you forget about the pair of pants you wanted to buy? Well, here's 20% off. You're like, oh, actually, I do want them. And now that they're 20% off, I'll take it. You know, Especially if they're also sending you cookies. That sounds and awesome. Cookies. <laughs> cookies and pants. Make those pants fit tighter. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about it because you're on a new health kick. <laughs> there you go. That's right. As far as you say. Right. As far as, far as you're concerned, Girl Scout cookies are a health food. Duh. Coming up in the second half of this, they get philosophical in this piece. By the way, the review, which we have not even talked about yet in The Verge, we'll link to it on our show notes page. But their review is, it's the best consumer headset anyone's ever made, and that's the problem. And we're going to talk about the problem, which is pretty philosophical in the second half of this discussion. But before we get to that at the halfway point of every Friday Stacky Benjamin show, we have this amazing competition between our three frequent contributors, Len Penzo, who is in Southern California. And as we record this, his internet's not working. So I got a text. He's bailing water so, yeah. from the bunker. <laughs> so Doc G, nice enough to fill in at the last minute. You'll play for Len. Ant has the week off as scheduled, which is why we were so excited that Erica could join us. So Erica, your team, Paula Pant. And OG, and the three of them have this year-long competition to see who can take home the cheapest trophy in all of uh, sports and uh, the dollar store. I noticed it's not on your mantle anymore, OG, so you must have sent it to Len finally. No, I put it on my desk. It's, uh, it says, has his name right here. It's kind of scribbled out already, but I, I'm, it's moving from the, for, to, to the post office. It's just, you know, it's, it's just on the way. easy. It is on the way. It's made it like the the first Trying. five feet is the hardest. Erica, we got good news and bad news about this competition. The fact that you're playing for Paula, you want the good news first or the bad news? Bad news first. Well, the bad news is you're in last place. Now, the good news is Paula's always in last place. Uh, the score is Len 2, OG 2, and Paula 0 has not won yet this year. So if you don't win this week, it's no big deal because she hasn't done well on her own. So no, Let's no get on big the board. Deal. <laughs> the good news is that means you get to go last. And as our current champion, Mr. Penzo is uh, in the lead, that means Doc G, you have to go first. I always get stuck going uh, first. Because that's the tiebreaker between always. you and you and OG. The opportunity to go first. The I always, yes, and the then I anchor you guys and you undercut me. That's what happens. I know that's how the goal. We'll find out. Well, we got to have a trivia question. And Doug, that's where you come in. What's today's question? Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. You know, I'm a little fragmented right now because I recently changed my cable company and the deal came with a landline. I haven't had one of those in years, but you know, the deal was so good. I thought, what the heck? You never know when your cell phone might fall off your handy dandy hip clip and into the toilet while you're using the restroom at the Sizzler. You know, I'm, for, for example, I'm just spitballing here. Anywho, I set up the line and being the incredible neighbor that I am, I posted the number to my landline in the local coffee shop with a little note next to the photo of me that said, call Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, if you need help with things around the house. That's nice. Yeah. 
figured it'd be a nice way to meet single ladies. I mean, uh, 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 new people around town. And also, you know, give back to the community. My number couldn't have been up for more than an hour when the calls started rolling in. Must have gotten a dozen that first day before the sun even set. One kid needed help fixing his bike chain. Some old hag, uh, uh, nice elderly woman, needed a light bulb changed. Some guy wanted a lock pick. Said he forgot the keys to his mansion. No request from single babes yet, but it could be that they were too intimidated by the handsome yes. photo I included. Intimidated. That's probably it. Ladies can be that way with, with me sometimes. They won't ask for help because they're afraid to fall in love too fast. Some people are scared of being with someone that everyone else is attracted to. Trust me, I've had to call 911 because of people fighting over me. So because I've been inundated with calls for help, let's make that today's trivia question. What is the average annual salary of a 911 dispatcher in the United States? I'll be back right after I check my answering machine to see if there's any new requests from this morning. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know where to begin there, so, so we'll just go, <laughs> go into trying to answer that. Cut the cord, chatty Kathy. <laughs> we got trivia to answer. I don't care about your landline. Doc G, the average salary of somebody helping people on their probably their worst day. I'm going to say that it's at its highest right below six figures but then if we're talking about average in the US it's got to be lower i'm going to say $67,000 67,000 OG you're nodding your head i think it's way worse than that i'm going to say the number that popped in my head was slightly above minimum wage which doesn't make any sense whatsoever None. so i'm going to say 31,900 $18.47. God, you're a pain in the ass. Well, oddly specific. <laughs> all based on science, too, Erica. Yes. All based on science. Oh, my gosh. Well, I wish now that my husband hadn't banned me from watching 911, that show. Rescue 911? Oh, Re that's is a different it Rescue 911? Did he just pull you away from the TV? Like, back away slowly, Eric. Yeah, he said it's horrible. He hates it. And uh, it's we lose brain cells when it's on. Good for Chris. <laughs> Very true. Honestly, these people do... It's a hard job. That is a hard emotional job. I couldn't job. imagine. That's hard. I mean, it, it should be more than six figures, but I'm sure it's not. So I do think it's probably... Oh, gosh. I think it's close to what Doc G said, but um, I have to have a different number, don't I? Well, maybe by one dollar. You, you could do. I'll help you here. You can do over <laughs> under. Yeah, I'm gonna do fifty nine thousand five hundred. How about that? Oh, you you were very nice to him. You gave him a little room. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> nice work. Well, we've got uh, sixty seven thousand fifty nine thousand five hundred and. The rounded off number of OGs, 31,918 and 47 cents. Who's right? We'll tell you in just a minute. Hey, Staggers is Military Appreciation Month. You know what that means. We are recognizing all of our stackers in the audience. My good friend, Nords, Doug Nordman, who uh, some of you may know, he is a writer in personal finance. He's a guy I'd like to do a shout out to. He is such a giving member of the FIRE community, the Financial Independence Retire Early community. Uh, Nords will do anything for you. It's just, just, I think some of that comes from his time on a submarine, like my nephew Colin, who's on a submarine right now, and all the work that uh, he did there. Just a super giving member of the community. And you know what? Uh, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate their members who go above and beyond, not this month, but every month. Navy Federal offers members only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Here's one of their offers in honor of Military Appreciation Month. Join and get $50 when you open a credit card. Of course, you want them to have your whole debt strategy planned out, don't you? Don't just go open a credit card willy-nilly, as mom says. Uh, here's a disclaimer. you got to join and open your membership savings account between May 1st and May 31st, so get on it, stackers. Annual percentage yield is a 0.25% for membership savings account, $5 minimum balance to open. Maintain your membership savings account to obtain the bonus. Visit NavyFederal.org for full terms and conditions. That's just one of the things. They offer 24-7 help for their U.S.-based service members. They have resources all over the place. Head to NavyFederal.org 
org for full terms, conditions, and other offers. Navy and Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money, and it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because... Well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Doc, you kicked this off with 67,000 and both Erica and OG thought years might be a little high. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, um, you know, it's hard to find people to do average jobs nowadays, and this is an above average job. So I'm going to... I'm going to think about the the good of humanity that maybe we pay them just a little bit extra than than expected because it's such a hard job. So I'm I'm going to go with my sixty seven thousand. Now I'm with all of you. I hope it's way higher than this. Uh, But believe it or not, on this single thing, Doug OG was a cynic. He's never cynical. So uh, weird that you would come. I was a cynic in the like right way though. At thirty one thousand, cynic in the right way. Nine eighteen forty seven. You feeling good with that? Uh, I am. Yes. Which is, to your point, very sad. Erica, in the middle there at 59,500, you think you got Paula Pant's first win? I hope I do. And I need bragging rights if that's the case. <laughs> that's okay, right. I'm just saying. We're getting you can her on text the board. Paula immediately if you win this one and say, I go. did what you can't do, Pant. I did Ooh. what you can't do. You could put it right <laughs> in her face. All right, Doug, uh, who is going to win this one? Well, I'll tell you, Joe. Hey there, stackers. I am bike chain fixer, light bulb changer, lock picker, soup taster, furniture mover, grass mower, and spider remover, Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. I cannot believe how many of my neighbors I've helped since I set up my helpline. I've been running all over, helping with errands and tasks. I've been so busy that I haven't had time to take care of my own house. If things keep going the way they have, I'm going to have to put up a second sign asking for help around my place. So today's trivia question was, what is the average annual salary of a 911 dispatcher in the United States? The answer? Well, I ain't going to give you the answer straight away. I got to tell you some other cool stuff first. Like, it was launched in 1968. And 911 is now a nationally used emergency number. The first call to the number was placed by Alabama Senator Rankin Fight, but only as a test and not as what I believed a call for help to get him out of Alabama. Oh, man. Okay, okay, Alabamians, calm down. Look, when you live in Texarkana, Alabama is about the only place you can make fun of. No, still no. Back to our answer. As you can imagine, salaries for 911 dispatchers in the U.S. vary based on location and cost of living and a few other factors. If you're in San Fran, that's right, Jackie, if you're in San Fran, you're pulling down about $116,500 a year. But if you're a mile high in Denver, you make about $41,250. But the average... I'm not going to tell you right away, but I can tell you right now that the average is $17,800 less than Doc G guest, $10,300 less than Erica guest, and $17,281.53, you jerk, more than OG guest. That means Erica is our winner because the average salary is $49,200 a year. 
Nice job, Erica. Erica got it done. We did it. Gets Team Paula on the board. Good work. Let's go. Ladies rock. That's all yes. I'm saying. W- would you like to make a victory speech? Um, I would like to say I deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows how hard you worked to get that answer. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the second half of this uh, show and Erica's victory speech is brought to you by depositaccounts.com. You know what happens, Erica, when you go to depositaccounts.com? Nope. I think you're going to tell me, though. I, I am going to tell you. And that's the exciting part. You can compare more than 275,000 deposit rates from over 11,000 banks and credit unions for free. If you just go to depositaccounts.com, you'll see savings account rates, CDs, checking, and money markets. Listen to this, and you want to check it yourself because we record a little bit before this comes out. But as of today, the national average on a savings account is 0.52%. But if yours is in the top 1%, it's now back up to 5% on the dot, 5%. Big difference between that 0.52, and you'll find that and which banks and credit unions offer that at depositaccounts.com. All right, let's dive into the second half of this. And, and Doc G, let's start with you because you're in the middle of this project talking purpose. And I think this really is where the rubber meets the road for me on this amazing review. They have a philosophical piece of their critique of this. They say that the battery pack is heavy. They say that the goggles themselves are heavy. In their advertisements, they say you can see the person's eyes. They say that's baloney. Their eyes are all frosted over. You can barely see them. And uh, you still look like a dork, like we were talking about with a lot of the, the virtual reality. However, that wasn't their main critique. Their main critique was you feel lonely in these things. And if we're thinking about purpose, Doc, what is this technology doing to us when it comes to us and and our, I don't know, sense of being human. I mean, let's be honest, right? This is just one node of an evolution of technology that has pulled people away from in-person interaction and turned them inwards towards their devices and other things. So we can make the same argument for phones. We can make the same argument for computers. You know, the cool thing is it allows us to do these amazing things. Like we can sit here and remember, Joe, when you and OG first started working together, you would physically meet in a radio station and have a conversation. Now you can do the same thing very far away and we can have these meaningful interactions, which is great. But as a whole, I do think some of this technology pulls us away from other people. Whereas my son, for instance, who loves his Apple VR and loves the technology. Part of what's really cool about that is he's actually created a community of people around him who like these kind of things and they get together and talk about them and play with them and do all those kind of things. That part's good. But when you talk about something like this, augmented or virtual reality, where it shuts you in or even sitting there and looking at your phone, I think we do run the risk of getting farther and farther away from other people. And hands down by far, I think what brings people a sense of purpose and happiness long-term is the connections they make. And so... I think you get some short-term happiness by playing around with some of these toys, but the question is, is it good for us as a whole? I'd argue no, and I think that's where technology has brought us, but uh, it's debatable. It's funny, Eric. I was reading a piece uh, earlier today by uh, Morgan Housel, who has written a lot of uh, great stuff about money. He was talking about how sometimes we'll chase these big, big things, these big expensive devices, which I think we could classify the Apple Vision Pro as a big expensive device and he, but he was using the analogy of the big house, right? Somebody goes after the big house and he talked about the difference between going for meaning in our life and buying the big thing to impress other people. But when he talked about buying the big house, often it is in a quest to impress other people. And he said the way that the big house can give us more meaning though, is it can bring us into a community of people that we think that we might be able to, network with and be be around more. I mean, I got to think that especially for what you do, coaching people around their money, it's not about the money. It's about this community much more than anything else. Yeah, it is. I think it's both and, right? So I think if we can create the community and then also learn how to function without the virtual aspect, because we can lose some of our ability to communicate and interact and know how, you know, just the social presence We can lose some of that when we're always on our phone or always using technology that takes us away from actual humans. 
when we're looking for these big items, this house, this car, and all of the things, we're aspiring for all of these things, we have to figure out, okay, so what is the purpose that it will serve in my life? And can I still do all of the things that I need to do? And so, for instance, I could purchase a home and it's bigger and better and all of that. But then I could be hosting fundraising events and I could Mm -hmm. be hosting people in my home and, and making sure that I've got, you know, room for folks when they're coming in town. And if the purpose is to bring more people in, fantastic. Right. And if, if you can afford it, awesome. But I think that typically isn't the way that we approach all of those larger purchase decisions. It's likely not what people were saying when they were buying this new toy, right? But I think as a parent, that's kind of the thing that I like to think about is how is this going to add balance, but also how is this going to give me some enjoyment for the moment? And I think we, you know, sometimes we always think it's like either or. Can't it be both? Can't we have community and? And I, I just think that it needs to be that way. The other thing I was thinking about with this thing, with it being so expensive is, Shoot, I think a a really impressive child or young person or young adult who gets one of these things could charge people to play with it. How about that? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, let's get a business out of this thing. How do we make money? This could be an investment versus solely an expense. How about that? Yeah, my son did that, actually. See? My son actually did that with a 3D printer, actually. He bought a 3D printer which he wanted to buy for fun. But at school, there's a rush on the 3D printers in the engineering department because they only have so many. So he rents it out so that other people can finish their school projects and get access. So smart. Yeah. I mean, you can do exactly what what Erica's talking about. Yeah. Or like the article said a couple of years ago, we, we read if you, instead of buying a new iPhone, every time Apple came out with a new iPhone, if instead at that moment you just bought Apple stock, over the last, you know, 13 years, you would have invested about sixteen or $17,000 in Apple stock, and it would be worth about 150 k today. So maybe the right answer is to not buy the Vision Pro, take the 3500 bucks, buy Apple stock at 200 bucks a share or whatever it is right now, and let it sit for a while and see if, your, see if your Apple stock will produce enough income to turn around and kick you off enough money to buy a Vision Pro version 2. Yeah. Let somebody else be the customer and you're the owner. Yeah. Which is all great, but if you die tomorrow and you had five years or ten years of a Vision Pro versus one hundred fifty thousand dollars in the had a bank, Vision Pro, God, I'd it. much rather be the guy who had the Vision Pro. So there is a limit you to could that. Have died argument. with your hands going in all kinds of directions. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you were talking about, Doc, that I I, I want to make sure that we uh, spend a little extra time on is that isolation component of it. it. And you would know more about this than all of us together. But isn't it isn't it true isn't it true, Doctor? That um, that's, that's my best lawyer version. But isn't it true that there's some correlation between you know like hearing loss and dementia and and those sorts of things as you get older? If you're not treating those things to be able to still uh, uh, be around your community, that more and more isolation leads to faster declines and in uh, mental capabilities for older people and kind of quickens that last decade, so to speak. And that's kind of what we're doing, but we're doing it when we're 30 and 20 and 40, as opposed to, you know, 80, right? I mean, this is, this is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, there's great data that shows the exact opposite, that social interactions are actually what's connected to happiness, longevity, healthiness, et cetera. The Harvard men's study where they studied yeah. like they studied men, I think, every year or two for like decades and decades and decades. And they found that the biggest correlation with overall happiness and health was social interactions, right? It was the interactions with the people around us. Yeah. So I think you can look at that vice versa, right? The, the more isolated you become, uh, I would suspect it would have the exact opposite effect. That these do make us more isolated. Yeah, for sure. I, I think almost all technology does. Certainly a lot of modern technology makes us more and more isolated. Again, the phone's some of the computers, some of this other stuff that we're even, even the, the headphones, like these amazing big headphones. Now people walk around their house. I mean, my children walk around their house and like, you can't get anyone's attention because they have the headphones on and they're listening to music. And I, in a lot right. of ways, all of that's really isolating. Yeah. Big, expensive headphones, staring at a screen. Huh. I saw this when I was at Walt Disney world a couple of weeks ago, like you're supposedly the happiest Scoreboard. place on earth and it's not happy. <laughs> You're at the happiest place on earth and still not happy enough that you can actually be there. You're you're someplace else on your phone. You're not really with your family. You're on your phone. And you're not really listening to anybody because you got you brought your headphones with you to the theme park of all places. I don't know. It's it's pretty wild. All of this kind of uh, kind of reeks, I guess, Erica, is the right word of beware what you ask for. 
<laughs> yes, beware for sure. I wonder, are we losing brain cells with all of this <laughs> technology versus adding brain cells and and maximizing? I, I just don't know that we're getting smarter and uh, getting wiser and lengthening our life overall. That's that's always the challenge for me is I, I not only want to live a full life, but I do want it to be as long as possible, right? So, you know, my near fall with VR when I was <laughs> playing with it. I mean, am I shortening my life here? I, I just, I'm just Maybe. one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh, ask one last question on a positive note, because you made a great, a great point last time is how does this work for you? So for you and Chris, when you're talking about your money, let's say, or doing stuff, like what are some ways, Erica, that you and Chris make technology work for you instead of you ending up more isolated and lonely? Oh, that's so good. Well, honestly, technology is Chris's domain. He loves all that stuff and he's willing to pay for it a little bit more than I am. I just think that we need to have an off button, a switch, or we need to do some of that stuff together. As a couple, I think it's important that you, you know, set some healthy boundaries so you can actually be a couple. The same goes true for family time and kids and all that kind of stuff. So I just think we need to figure out what the healthy boundaries are. And, you know, dinner time, all of it is off. We need to just yeah. be able to focus on one another. We have something really, you know, important to discuss. Let's make sure that we're looking each other in the eye. And and then when we want to have fun, sure, let's pull out the technology. Or, you know, if you want to have that one-on-one time and be able to have fun with some of that stuff, that's great. But I just think we need some healthy boundaries around when we participate in that stuff because it's not helping inside the relationship. I'll put it that way. Yeah, not at all. No, I love the phones face down at dinner in the middle of the table. Yeah. OG, how about you? How do you guys use uh, technology to work for you instead of the other way around? I was just thinking about dinner. Sometimes we just mail it in and just go, you know what? Everybody's on their phones. Screw it. I'm going to be on my phone too. <laughs> just shuffle food in your mouth. <laughs> There's a good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> just, just go, ah, throw your hands up. You know, but you Sometimes said back it's to, like that, OG. Yeah. Sometimes Erica it is. Erica said, you know, boundaries. Sometimes you just go, you know, today's not We're the gonna day take the that L. I'm going to... Uh, that I'm going to pick that fight right now. You know, I think that when it comes to technology, I mean, here's a great example. Like my kids don't have books anymore. Like all their textbooks are on iPad. Like all their schoolwork is on an iPad. Like you can't just say, well, I'm taking away your iPad. My kids would be like, sweet, no more chemistry homework. Call my teacher, let them know I'm not going to be submitting my essay today. So there is a really fine line between like that sort of stuff. And, you know, Joe, you when you're working, you've got music going in the background and that sort of thing too. So it's not like it's not like we're like these isolated examples that we go, no, you have to be completely uninvolved with all this stuff. You know, it has to be used in your in your as an additive feature, as a multiplier feature, I guess, not necessarily as a distraction. You know, if you find it that it's a distraction, then you know, that's like social media. I don't do any of that stuff. And everybody, I know you hate the fact that I don't go on Facebook and Twitter and that sort of thing. I just don't do it because it drives me crazy and it's a hole that I can't get out of. So I love I it. Try not to. Yeah, I love it from like personally. I love it. I think social media is the bane of our existence and the, the phrase social media is so wrong. Like there are things less social than social media. <laughs> True. It's anti-social yes. media, actually. It totally is, Erica. It's driving us <laughs> apart instead of bringing us together. That's a whole different podcast. But what I don't like about it, OG, is that that is our business. Yeah. <laughs> that is well, where people find us. <laughs> and right. we got the team so on that's social a balancing media. Act, right? So that's a yeah. balancing act of how do you use a tool that can be used for good, but also balance out the fact that 98% of it's for evil. You know, I don't right. know. But I haven't figured I, it out. You know, I would, to, to, in order not to be Pollyanna, though, I would say that as I moved away from being a doctor and discovered a bigger sense of purpose in creating content and in personal finance, a lot of the people I met, I have now made much more concrete relationships because of technology. Like Joe and I spend a huge amount of time together online if I didn't have, sorry. if I didn't have these mechanisms of interacting with him, we would never have been friends because he would live in Texarkana. I live in Chicago and we, we, you know, we might call each other on the phone occasionally, but I have a whole set of friendships that have developed over the last few years that would not have been possible for things like zoom or Riverside that we're using right now. Or so, so there is some good, yeah. like you can use some of this technology to build community and purpose. But it, it's like you have to be really, really intentional about not 
isolating yourself. And I think that's the problem with even new stuff going back to the glasses is it's really hard not to isolate yourself with that kind of technology. Yeah, it, it really surprised me that they used the word lonely in a tech review. Like yeah. that that's a mm. I don't know, it was really a, it put a pit in my stomach when the reviewer said it feels lonely. Like out of all the words they could have chosen. And I love Erica what you said about boundaries and phones down at dinner and doc about the fact that this is this that social media has to be a starting point and OG saying, you know, cutting it out is is maybe the best answer for a lot of people if you can't use it as a starting point for these bigger communities that we all, I think, need for our health to be in. I like data. I want to add that. I like what technology can do data-wise because it used to take me forever to get data. And now I can get data so fast that for like our family money meeting each week, you know, we'll pull up Monarch Money and there it is. We got all the data and we can cut right to the important stuff. Or like with my health, I've got it right on my wrist and now as I'm looking at my workouts and how I'm doing, I've got data right there. I really enjoy enjoy that. But again, Doc, as a starting point, right? I can't spend all day just looking at maps and data and this cool stuff. I got to use that to then have the meeting that creates a better better me. It's a good question. Like, is your technology forcing you to look inward or outward? And I think if you can use technology to look outward – it's probably okay. But I think if it makes you look inward all the time, it's probably cutting off life. That's a good point. Gosh, I love the way you said that. And I, I you know, what's funny is I realized one of the pieces of technology that I use routinely now is my Audible account. I, oh, yeah. I cannot remember the last time I actually read a book with my eyeballs. I, I just don't even know if I can do it. And I have a book that someone gave me and I'm like, Am I going to just go get this on Audible or am I going to actually read? <laughs> I've done this. Someone gives me a book and I download it on Audible instead. And so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not real sure I can read anymore because of Audible, but I have listened to 153 books. Thank you. So, wow. yes, I think I have consumed so much more information, even though they say you don't absorb it as much if you don't actually read it. But everybody has their thing. So if it's not social media... It could be something for me, it's my audible. And now I'm just really getting into, you know, all of the AI tools and stuff and how that's trying to simplify my life. But I'm so enthralled. I'll spend an hour on it. And then, you know, everybody has something. It's just you're right. Is it helping you go outward? And I think that's a question I'm going to chew on a little bit. Well, Cheryl likes uh, audible plus her daily walk. And she'll go walk for three miles and listen to audible the whole way and loves it. Absolutely love it. Me too. My dog loves that I have Audible because I take him with me. We're, <laughs> we're communing together. He's my community with Audible. Dog's a big <laughs> fan. Audible, if you want to sponsor this podcast, uh, please, Joe at StackyBenjamins.com. All right. That's, that's going to do it. Although I don't think Apple Vision Pro is going to be sponsoring this podcast anytime soon. They're like, uh, might not have been what we were going for, guys. But I, I don't think we come down bad on the product. I think we come down on where what you asked for. Know what you really want. Let's end it right there. Let's talk about what's happening in your awesome communities, and we will end with our guest of honor. So let's begin with OG. It is uh, second weekend of February, post-Super Bowl weekend, weekend after the Super Bowl. What are you doing this weekend? Well, I am celebrating your birthday today, which is an amazing thing. Stop, keep going. And I'm doing that by being halfway across the country away from you. And Perfect. then uh, so we can both celebrate perfectly. It's the best gift. And then, uh, and then tomorrow is daddy daughter dance day. So I'll be doing that. Celebrating my birthday with the daddy daughter dance. Your birthday with the daddy daughter dance with my daughter. So happy birthday, Joe. What are you, 40, 50, 39. 39 for the 18th time. Congratulations. 39 again. It's fantastic. <laughs> Might be the, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I was close. Either way, I was close. It's the 50th anniversary of his 39th birthday. (laughs) It's not that much. That's for sure. Such a, such a fun 39. This is doc. Thanks for hanging out again. What's going on at our brother show or an invest. It's Friday. So Thursday episode was Jackie Cummings Kosky. She wrote a book called Fire for Dummies. We're talking about mm. the fire basics. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, I've been. But nobody's going to listen of to that. Who in your. Wait a minute. Who in your audience wants to identify as a dummy? Let's just be. So, no, none of us want to identify as a dummy. 
But a lot of times it is fun to go back to the basics and remind ourselves what were the beginning building blocks and how they've blossomed into what we call fire today and what it means to us. So it is a deep, important conversation that I'm sure everyone will want to hear. No, it is. And Jackie's a badass. For sure, for sure. So it's, uh, it, it was great to have her on, and I think it'll be fun for everyone to listen to it. Awesome. And that's where Finer Podcasts are distributed, wherever you listen to Finer Podcasts. Speaking of Finer Podcasts, Erica, thanks for finally. So, so for people that don't know, I'd say the last two, maybe three FinCons, uh, Eric and I have had this discussion in the hallway going, you got to come on the Stacky Benjamin Show. And then we nod, we high five, we hug, and then we do absolutely nothing. So. We have been two ships <laughs> passing in the night concerning getting me on this podcast, but I am here now. And I got Paula on the map. Okay. It's about, it's a, <laughs> you made Paula proud today, which is there we go. fantastic. But even more fantastic, what's coming up with you and, uh, and Chris, who is, by the way, the, can I say, I, I, is he like this at home? He's like the, the most upbeat, positive, just, just can do guy that I think is at FinCon. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. And dapper. You know Isn't what I mean? He? He's like he the is. best looking dude. You know Keep what I mean? Keep it real here, Erica. Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Yes, that is him. And it's exhausting at home around here. I will be very honest. Uh, my husband is a little high maintenance. But if he's not in a good mood, you know, because he's not that person. He's He's very closed off into himself when he's not in a good mood. So... Just know he's in a good mood when all of what you just said is happening and that yes is most of the time. And yes, it means my, you know, enthusiastic self sometimes needs some some time away. Yes. (laughs) 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 Now we just got to look into why Cheryl sometimes is like, why don't you go for what? I'm going to go for a walk with Audible. I'm going to go for a walk. See, see. Maybe that's she it. and I can hang. See, we can walk together with our with our with our audible one. <laughs> so, speaking of finer podcasts, what's coming up now at the for better or worse podcast? Yeah, for better and worse. So we we're on number sixty every week for over a year now, and just super excited about that. So yeah, we've got lots of things coming up for um, financial literacy month. I prefer financial awareness, but it's coming up. So we've got some some episodes coming there, and just you know trying to get out here and make a difference for some couples so that we can maybe save some marriages. How about that? Keep some relationships intact. Get some people naked with their money. How about that? No big deal. Just out here saving the world. There you go. That's what I'm saying. One naked budget at a time. Thanks, neighbor Doug. Which, which again, is a little different than you might have expected, (laughs) but a conversation that we definitely need to have. And again, we'll link to Erica's podcast and Doc G's podcast on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Doug, you've got the last word, man. What's on our to-do list today? Well, Joe, here's what's stacked up on our to-do list today. First, take some advice from OG and the rest of our panel. Don't fall for the powerful marketing machine that makes you feel like you need this tech. On the other hand, if you've got your basic liabilities taken care of and you're staying true to your savings plan... Have a blast with those silly-looking ski goggles on your face. <laughs> no no judgment. <laughs> Second, heed the wise words of our guest, Erica Young. If you're going to immerse yourself in technology, be careful not to alienate yourself from your community. Unless you're building a community of customers by charging people to play with their new toy. Perfect. There you go. But what's the biggest to do? Forward all your calls from your landline to 911 so you can get stuff done around your own house. No. Genius hack. Holy crap, no. (laughs) Neighbor dad. Thanks to Erica Young for joining us today. You can find her podcast for better and worth wherever you are listening right now. We'll also include links in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks to Doc G for joining us today. You can find more about Doc G at earnandinvest.com. And thanks also to OG for joining us. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com slash OG, that stands for Original Grump, to get his calendar. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC, copyright 2024, and is created by Joe Salcihai. Our producer is Karen Repine. This show is written by Lisa Curry, who's also the host of the Long Story Long podcast, with help from me, Joe, Kate Youngkin, 
Karen Repine, and Doc G from the Earn and Invest podcast. Kevin Bailey helps us take a deeper dive into all the topics covered on each episode in our newsletter called The 201. You'll find the 411 on all things money at The 201. Just visit stackingbenjamins.com slash 201. Wonder how beautiful we all are? Of course you do, but you'll never know if you don't check out our YouTube version of the show, engineered by Tina Eichenberg. Then you'll see once and for all that I'm the best thing going for this podcast. Once we bottle up all this goodness, we ship it to our engineer, the amazing Steve Stewart. Steve helps the rest of our team sound nearly as good as I do right now. Want to chat with friends about the show later? Mom's friend Gertrude, Stacy Doe, and Julia Garib are our social media coordinators, and Gertrude is the room mother in our Facebook group called The Basement. So say hello when you see us posting online. To join all the basement fun with other stackers, type stackingbenjamins.com slash basement. For more interactive fun, join us on Instagram every Tuesday and Thursday for our Instagram Lives. Kate Yonkin and Joe host those weekly. Not only should you not take advice from these nerds, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you next time back here at the Stacking Benjamin Show. Well, we got to have a trivia question, and Doug, that's where you come in. What's today's question? On mute. <laughs> I remember my first day of podcasting. You know how many people prefer me on mute? <laughs> and blurry. And blurry. God, I should have waited. I should have waited longer. Get, let I him get it. through the whole thing. I blew it. I'm sorry, guys. Every time you do that, I think, oh, he's going to kick himself for telling me that. <laughs> now do it without the mute. God dang it. I wanted to try to get you to say it again. All right. Three, two, one. Well, stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout outs to all of our friends who have served in the military and let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend og who spent time in the military and of course we know what a giver he is even when he pretends like he's being uh, mr surly navy federal offers member only exclusive rates discounts and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals visit navyfederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all their military appreciation month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.